<laughs> oh, oh, welcome to Nerd Farm Cast 1. I was able to take a small break from New Girl to give you this little intro here. This is our very first podcast ever. Me, my buddy Nick. <clears throat> I'm Burke, by the way. Nick did this little uh, show for you tonight. It's about 40 minutes long. And uh, it's brought to you by the guys over at Fatbeard Studios and Cosmic Comics. You can find both of them on Facebook, this podcast, the blog, the comic reviews, all that are responsible from uh, both of them. And uh, so sit back, relax, enjoy the show. is uh the first nerd farm podcast uh, i'm your eloquent and illustrious host nick serious business group and my partner is burke, uh, burke. badass name such as serious business if you uh do see me on some mmos i follow a uh, fun laven that's about my that's, i think where my awesome names end except for my xbox name that i will uh, continue to keep anonymous because I really don't feel like uh, having people I don't know knowing my uh, my Xbox uh, name. But, uh, but if was... you send me, go ahead and send me some, uh, I don't know, maybe some bribes over Steam. I'll be happy to hand out his Xbox Live handle so that everybody can annoy him. Yeah, yeah. I'll be happy to know that I uh, accept no uh, friend requests of people that I don't know. But uh, anyways. Nick, we didn't, uh, we didn't talk too much. It was pretty impromptu. Well, now I'm having to solve the fight between the two children. Uh, I'm going to have to end up putting all their toys away, it looks like. Now, uh, what we were talking about just a little bit before uh, we came on was the Mass Effect 3 demo, which neither of us have played just yet, but I do have it downloaded and about to queue that up ready to go. Uh, at some point, I think we we probably need to add maybe a video portion to this, but I don't know if you guys want to stare at our faces while we talk to ourselves. Uh, too well, I actually, actually plan on recording uh, this while just having the video in the background. So if you were playing Mass Effect 3, you'd have the video in the background, and you'd just be playing. So that I mean, that is coming in the future. You know, you have to, uh, I, I did spend I, – I spent a large portion of my time, uh, given my job, at work on the Internet – and I found a video, which I will later post in the links. Um, and it looks like one of the devs, it's a quote-unquote leak from EA. And I, I don't think they know what that word means. Uh, but it's a 40-minute Mass Effect 3, uh, basically non-interactive demo on YouTube, where it covers the entire, you know, tutorial zone i guess you could call it uh and i mean it is pretty cool you know going back and and seeing you know the the new citadel and it looks like you've you've hooked back up with the alliance they repainted the normandy it's you know all blue and happy again and everybody's walking around um and then you know after about 25 minutes or so after it finishes the tutorial area and you know, even though you've saved the galaxy twice, the council still doesn't really listen to you. Um, yeah. 
you know, it drops you into the first mission and it's still in, you know, because it's a video, it's not playable at that point, or maybe it's not even the first mission, but then you, you know, you get to meet up with a couple of your friends and spoiler alert, uh, you work cooperatively with both Rex and, uh, Liara to Sony, you know, so it's, it's a good little, uh, showing of the alumni. Now you just, you just finished Mass Effect 1 yes. and you played, you played what class? Uh, I picked a soldier because I am simple, and I figure you know there's there's enough people in the game that they can cover all of the stuff uh, needed. The only thing I'm disappointed about with the character classes in the games is that the AI will not heal themselves. So regardless of my uh, class choice, I always end up having to be the healer as well. So I feel sort of like almost a parent to my yeah. squad, even though they're, you know, slamming people against walls, launching boxes and, and, you know, choking people with the force or whatever, you know, they have in the future in this game. I still am responsible for the overall health and welfare of my characters, even though all of them have a first aid, uh, stat pool. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now that you're playing Mass Effect 2, is there an improved uh, AI that you see in Mass Effect 2 over 1? Um, kind of, but at the same time, it seems lacking. Um, I'm typing into YouTube right now. Uh, but it's they kind of dumbed it down in a sense because you go from Mass Effect 1, which is very much uh, an RPG you know, uh, in the same vein that, you know, um, maybe like a Diablo-esque sort of, of character building, because you have to, the name of the game is micromanagement. Mm-hmm. You have to go through and you have to outfit all of your squad members, every uh, archetype of gun that you want to give them, and then every... uh piece of armor that they wear anything that boosts their stats you can go in and there's like 10 or 12 different individual stat sinks per character and those are about you know 15 points deep you know so yeah. I've, I've finished on my second playthrough of mass effect one almost all my characters had their points maxed out i think i was like level 52 uh you know so it it adds a lot of customability to the characters, and they seem to use all of their um, cooldowns every time they were available. Whereas in Mass Effect 2, you have uh, four points to put in each uh, skill, and then you know, and those aren't exactly the stat weights per se, because like level one costs one point, level two cost two points and you know so on level four cost four points so you have to stack it uh and then you can evolve uh and you played it too so you know you can that's evolve what like, it that's I think we differ because you're definitely a way bigger rpg person than me so when i came into mass effect 2 i never played mass effect 1 so i'm playing mass effect 2 and i like that it's simplistic i don't have to choose my guy's armor I can just go in this game and, you know, you know me, I'm more action-oriented, so I like the action part of Mass Effect 2. And so, for me, having an action game that I can also, you know, do some cool things like have plasmids or have, um, I think it's the uh, the engineering, all those capabilities, uh, 
that I don't have to really deal that much with. It, it, I feel that when I get too in depth, like you, like giving each player armor, maybe you know changing their weapons, it almost becomes almost cumbersome for me. You know, I just want to get in there. I want to get the action. Oh, there's there's so much or so many items in the game in the first one, and you don't have to loot individual bodies. You pretty much, if I kill 30 dudes in a room, I'm walking away with at least, you know, two suitcases full of credits and, and weapons at this point. And it automatically goes into your inventory, and then from there you can customize your characters. And it kind of seems that, you know, they the EA or BioWare maybe dumbed down the the game a little bit to add more of the actiony aspect to it and then it's it's very very much uh in the, in the tutorial for the the third one, excuse me uh the third one it's very much uh an action game at that point there's it it looks very very little rpg yeah i played um the demo at PAX. So I haven't played this new, this new demo that I think is on Xbox Live, um, if everyone's out there listening, is a co-op demo, actually. Ah, crap. No, yeah, no, no, I'm in it. I'm in it right now. I'm in it right now, and I've got uh, single player, multiplayer, and extras. Okay, good. So it has the multiplayer aspect in it, but at PAX, this year's PAX, I got a chance to play it, and it is very Mass Effect 2. And in fact, I'm not going to say it's a clone of Mass Effect 2, but that's that's what you can expect. It's well, going to be very action-oriented. Like bigger action scenes, and uh, so that's that's what you can expect. And but one thing you will like, Nick, is when you look into the characters, there are definitely a lot more customization into what moves they can do yeah. and how they interact with your character. There are big improvements in that. Oh, and you know, and firstly, before we get too far into this, I want to apologize to everybody, but even though I'm not in control of the audio at the moment, because uh, it seems to be. Uh, turning you down a little bit at least in in my headphones when i'm talking uh so if i if i accidentally talk over you i'll try to avoid it but uh, i'm i'm in the demo now and i'm going to kind of narrate uh what i'm doing and then you know we can bounce questions off each other uh so i'm i'm at the start menu uh you know and they want you to make your ea account and i've already got one of those so yeah. I, I drop in, and for demo purposes, there's no import uh, your character from the last one. So you can pick male or female Shepherd. Now, I've, been, I've played the male default Shepherd uh, in the last two games, simply because when I try to customize one, it's almost like playing Morrowind, and the customization is really ugly. Your mm -hmm. character takes on this completely schmeagle like appearance mine mine wasn't smeagol mine was a uh, ginger that had down syndrome it was really sad and i was and i actually played the game with that character and i was so disappointed with him that i totally wiped him out and made a like the regular shepherd and i've never customized a character since yeah and i, I think i'm just going to stick with the regular shepherd since i mean he's kind of the iconic character um, and also I apologize if you hear my dogs in the background because they seem to think that they're on the podcast too. Um, now I, I entered into the menu and I picked female shepherd, uh, because, you know, like I said, I played the male stock one and now yeah. I go to the sub menu and it's asked me what type of experience would I like to have in the game? Get out of here, kids. Uh, and it gives you three options you've got uh action and it says jump into the action as the iconic commander shepherd 
and you can change combat difficulty and conversations play as uh, standard cutscenes. Then it looks like it may give you a Mass Effect 1 style option. Mm. I gotta put up more dog toys. So kind of like uh, Metal Gear when you played. Uh, I, you, you probably may not know about it. In Metal Gear, Metal Gear Three, um, Snake Eater had. I like Metal Gear One, like Metal Gear Solid. I like Metal Gear Two, Sons of Liberty, and that really determined how the game played for you. So how do you think this is gonna turn out here? When you shoot what you want? Yeah, I, and I, you know, maybe I can't attest to being much of a gamer because I never got into Metal Gear. Um, yeah. Now, let's see, it, you know, it says, let's see, role-playing says the traditional Mass Effect experience, so I'm guessing that that is the the standard Mass Effect 1, and it says customize your, your character and choose dialogue responses, blah, 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 and then you have story mode, uh, which it just says customize your character and experience and control the interactive story without difficult combat. So I'm assuming that this is sort of a casual game experience. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go ahead, and for the sake of this interactive demo that I'm having that's not really interactive for anyone else, uh, I'll go ahead and pick Story. And now it takes me to a, a personal records file, uh, and it lets me, I guess it's going to let me pick my face. Um, and it wants me to enter my name. I'm just going to go with what they gave me. Uh, oh, yeah. Jane Shepard. Yeah. Very popular femship. Yep. Um, and so they kind of gave me, you know, the, the downtown, you know, cutie next door, I guess, with, uh, she's got red hair, a little bit of freckles. Not really going to customize her just for the sake of time. And then it drops you into the standard, you know, what class do you want to play as your shepherd? And because I'm used to it, I'll just pick soldier. And then it, now, now we're back into the normal options. Do you want to be a spacer, a colonist? Um, and now they're giving us earthborn. So let's see. I guess we'll just go with uh, earthborn since this is the earth game. Yeah, when you get in there, see how the game feels, and I think we'll, because we've done about 13 minutes on Mass Effect 3, we'll uh, see how the game feels for you, and then we'll we'll move along. Well, so here's good. here's one thing that's interesting, is because they're kind of making this game a standalone, um, you know, for, for maybe, you know, kids that were just slightly under the power curve when the first two came out. Yeah. Uh, it, it's asked for your psychological profile, right? Now, it gives you the standard options, Soul Survivor, War Hero, Ruthless, blah, blah, blah. We all know about those. But now, because it's a standalone, it's asking uh, what what describes your experience with combat loss. And this is in reference to the last two games. Whereas, you know, if you played perfectly, you only lost either Alenko or Williams in the first game. Um, you know, and you were able to save Rex. Now, if you are a horrible person or you make bad decisions, like I did in my first play around and shot Rex in the face, nice, well uh, played. you have the numerous option, which I'm not going to pick. I'm just going to kill Alenko from the get-go. Mm -hmm. But I, I, am, I am definitely playing through Mass Effect 2 very carefully, uh, trying to keep my party members alive. I prefer to keep them. Uh, in the third one. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely cheat and uh, go on the internet to see how to make them survive. Because I even have the, I even have the, the book, and uh, I still couldn't have everyone survive at the end. Like I still, I would replay, but I'm gonna, I'm not gonna transfer my character from two to three. I'm gonna create a whole new character, and because uh, I, I like the new experience, and I, I played that character all through Mass Effect Two, and. Uh, I want to try something new, so I'm going to make a whole new character in Mass Effect 3. Well, the only reason I'm carrying through the entire game is because, you know, it allows that option, and it's forced me to make very difficult decisions throughout the course of the game, and I found that actually leaving most of the people alive in the first game has been very beneficial, because there's there's almost a Clan Dathu-esque for all the Starship Troopers nerds. For all that are not, that's the bug from Starship Troopers. Uh, race of insectoids uh, in the first game, you can choose to re-extinctualize them, which is a word I just made. Uh, nice. Or if you don't, it foreshadows in the second game that they're probably going to be in the third game helping you take down the next Reapers. Okay. And that's something I miss because you know I, did, I never played Mass Effect One, so that's that is some good insight on that. Well, here's the other thing too: is if you don't play the prior games, they automatically assume you were not there to make crucial decisions. Mm-hmm. So the people that you didn't make decisions for have automatically died. Such as Rex yeah. will not be available to you in the third game. You'll have a different Krogan uh, because you didn't play the first game. All right. So uh, let's see here. So moving on, we'll talk about Mass Effect 3 in a little bit. It's Mass Effect 3 is actually coming out March 6th. And Nick, did you pre-order did Mass they, Effect? Did they move it up? Because I thought it was March 20th. Uh, it should it should be March 6th, unless it got delayed. I didn't see any delays, and it actually went gold two days ago. So it's uh, I have March 6th. Is what I see. Well, I'm gonna while you're talking, I'm gonna keep. Uh playing this and looking that up. Yeah, it looks like you're right. It looks like March 6th. March 6th, but uh, one that's interesting that's also coming out in March is Dragon's Dogma, and if you heard heard about Dragon's Dogma and the Resident Evil 6 demo? I am waiting for the demo. Yeah. I've seen pictures, but I can't make a snap uh, judgment. Dragon's Dogma is the same thing as Zone of, Zone of Enders, in which I was a sucker for that also. Zone of Enders, not a terrible game. But as it goes, I bought Zone of Enders for the Metal Gear Solid 2 demo. That's it. Period. Like, and and a story. And I think, I think, uh, I I don't know if when they when people do that it, to me it seems like hey we don't really trust this game's gonna sell real well so we're giving you this also. And the one that I think I find in- interesting is Dragon's Dogma coming with Resident Evil 6 demo. Actually comes first on Xbox 360 almost three months ahead of time than uh, the PS3 version, which I thought was pretty pretty interesting well i i see i don't even know why they do that except you know that there's always been that rivalry the almost sibling rivalry between the companies where you know they they withhold a product for like three months and the first company that comes out is like oh we have this product and it's awesome and you can only get it first through us but at the same time if you are on the opposing side maybe in the playstation fanboy audience you're like, well, whatever, that's four months late, but uh, it comes with all these extra features that they added in after the fact. And you're like, really? 
it's a game, you know, and, and then Xbox will charge you for the content that you could have got if you'd got it on PlayStation three months later. And it's like, really? Just put it all on the CD. I know it's there to begin with. Well, here, and here's, here's what's going to come down with is that Resident Evil 6 demo is going to be available for everything yeah. without buying Dragon's Dogma. So it's like, it's yeah, it comes down to what you said. is like, who, who wants it first? They can brag about they played Resident Evil 6. And I'm going to tell you, Resident Evil 4, I wasn't a big fan. Resident Evil 5 was essentially disgusted. I don't know if anybody's going to stop watching. Wh- like, which one was that? Was that the one in Africa or wherever? Five in Africa, yes. Okay. And it was, in my opinion, uh, god-awful. And my whole thing is, people are like, oh... You know, it, it'll be the forever debate with the shoot move, but it was like games have evolved, and I understand that Resident Evil when it first started was tough, and it was it was totally scary. You had to pick your bullet, you know, pick where you're going to shoot, choose when you're actually going to shoot, save your bullets or run. But it, when you come into the to the years of Gears of War, well, you know, where first person shooter's gone, you have to shoot and move. I'm sorry. You do, but they, they've effectively taken the horror out of survival horror. Yeah. And they've, they've even taken the survival out of it. I mean, the, the first game was so cumbersome and slow, and you could barely do anything, you know, multitask with your character, plus all the puzzles, you know, and then you've got the whole monsters through windows uh, aspect of the game. And, you know, it it did put an emphasis on, you know, I need to be vigilant and, and look out for everything that's going on. But, yeah. you know, now now in the in the realm that we live in, you know, it's like, well, it's cool. I have a safe point right here and, you know, I can just haul ass through everything and shoot everything and it's OK. You know, there's there's no more horror in it because you, they they've allowed your character to do too much, I would say. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's what I just read, that I really like what Naughty Dog is doing with The Last of Us. Have you been reading up on The Last of Us? I um, have not. So, The Last of Us is not... It's, it's, it doesn't have to do with zombies, but it is the post-apocalyptic. Um, it's a guy and the girl. I think the girl's name I is... Saw the, uh, I saw the trailer, and I didn't know what it was, uh, yeah. because it kind of looked like uh, one part zombie apocalypse... One part, uh, Drake's fortune. Yes, and that's that's really exactly what it is. I mean, that's that's where Naughty Dog is comfortable. But one thing they said that they're going to have is you're definitely going to watch your ammo, and they will not have um, like instant healing, like healing yourself. So like, yeah, which you, has been there since Halo. Oh, I I haven't taken yeah. damage for zero point two seconds. My shields have recharged. I can I can hide behind a wall because I'm gonna be I'm gonna be totally full of health here and. and 15 seconds, like, no, that's that's not the way it's going to work anymore. So I think that's going to add a lot, you know, to the suspect uh, aspect. But one that I, I don't know how people people rave about it, but I hated it, was um, was Dark Souls. I thought that game was atrocious. I, I mean, haven't I, played it because I don't want to throw my controller through the TV. I've heard it's the most brutal and unforgiving game since, uh, and you never, you never got to experience this. Uh, Steel Battalion, if you remember that one. I remember it, but I never played it. Uh, if you died in that game and you did not hit your ejection button, you would be forced to restart the entire game uh, because the game would automatically delete your save. Oh wow! Yeah, so you spend. 
$200 on this game. This is the, the buy-in price for this franchise is $200, and that comes with the game and the giant uh, four-piece controller, which includes the, the three sectional hand controls and the foot pedals. And so you're already down, you know, three, $200, $210, and then it wants you to, to start over the entire time. And I love the game, love to, to, to pieces, but I never beat it because it, it was like, okay, I, I messed up my ejection. Okay, now I have to start from level one. Yeah, no, nobody wants to do that. And, it's, and it, my, my whole thing was Dark Souls, the, the graphics weren't that great. There was literally no story. Nothing explained itself. So it wasn't difficult because the the bosses were definitely hard, but it was difficult because it did nothing for you. Like it was, it, like you said, it was unforgiving. It was it was very frustrating. But uh, one game that I'm actually really enjoying right now is uh, Gotham City Imposters. I know I talked to you on Xbox about it, but uh, I mean that game just keeps getting better and better. But uh, unfortunately, it's having some uh, some matchmaking issues. At the moment, but there is a patch coming out next month. And uh, but uh, everyone listening, if you like first-person shooters, like goofy, you know, it's like literally a first-person shooter that does not take itself seri- seriously. You got you got spring uh, spring shoes, roller you skates, roller skates. You know, the, the weapons are definitely real. But uh, uh, I've been really enjoying it. Well, I I did enjoy the demo. I just wasn't going to buy it. Um... You know, it it does, you know, absolutely not take itself seriously, and I enjoy that in a game. But at the same time, you know, it didn't it didn't to me justify the the fifteen or or eighteen dollars, whatever the Xbox equivalent is. I don't understand why they just don't use real money for everything. But that's me. Actually, it's rumored that they are going to start using real money sometime at the end of this this year. So um, they could leave the Microsoft points. But for me, the fifteen dollars, just the pure amount of enjoyment over over time that I think I'll get out of Gotham City Imposters is good. I also know uh, that I would completely just rage if I start losing terribly in that game, and that's usually what happens. So I'll just end up throwing me, the controller down at some point. Yeah, me and Greg, we do not lose at that game. Like we annihilate people. But uh, have you had a chance to check out the Simpsons Arcade that came out on Xbox? Uh, well, it's. I, I haven't looked into it because it seems to me like it's just the 1989-80-whatever release of the arcade game. So I'm like, well, why would I want to pay for a game I can emulate? Which I'm not telling you to emulate because that's illegal unless you own the original ROM. But yeah. at the same point, it's like, well, why why pay for something you already have? Well, the, the whole thing about Simpsons is they they did add a few things, like when they did brought X-Men, you could play the, the Japanese version and stuff. Um, we're fortunate here. I can go down to Insert Coins and play Simpsons, X-Men, all that stuff. Uh, Insert Coins here in Las Vegas is a is a bar that has um, arcade games in it and stuff. But if I wanted to play like you or Greg or somebody in Washington State and I wanted to play Simpsons with them, you know, I, I I think it is, but I think the price tag is a little hefty. Well, yeah, it's it's, it's a, a nearly what thirty year old property. Yeah, and it's it's fifteen dollars, but it's definitely hitting on the nostalgia. Um, I I'm a PlayStation Plus member, so I got it for free. Oh, okay. But you know, I literally play what I can play by myself. You know, I only have 
Tyler as my friend on uh, the PlayStation. Now, you know, here, now I'm going to drop back to Mass Effect 3 real quick. Here's something right, cool. Uh, you know how in the second one you press B to melee, right? Yep. Well, now you hold down the B button and you do the heavy melee, which takes your Omni tool and turns it into sort of a fist weapon. Yep. And I, I thought that was pretty cool. I just got done punching a husk in the face with it, but... Um, yeah. Well, I'm trying to think of what it reminds me of, like, um, oh, man, because it's like the light blade off of Halo, unfortunately. I, I hate citing Halo, but, um, but, uh, so what are you, what are you playing, um, before we close up? I think we got about, uh, ten more minutes. Um, what are you playing at the moment? I know you just bought Kingdoms of Amalur. Are you playing anything else besides Mass Effect 2? Or? No, I wish that I could get more into Kingdoms, but I've been so heavy into Mass Effect uh, with yeah. what little time I have available in a day. Uh, and honestly, I, think, I think everyone is. I think I was honestly going to go through Mass Effect 2 with a Vanguard to have that to go into Mass Effect 3, and I literally gave up. You, I mean, You can change, though. Even when you import your character, you can still change your class. Oh, see, I did not know that. The real benefit to importing your character is the choices that you made and as well as uh you know just for importing a level 50 character to mass effect 2 you get like a just a ass ton of credits like i think it's like a hundred thousand or or fifty thousand credits and i mean yeah they hand them out like it's candy in that game but uh you know it's still worthwhile in the beginning because it lets you go buy all your your upgrades for your gear and whatnot yeah, and that's what I was worried about for the uh, Mass Effect One. Is I heard Soldier was the best class to go, and I was like, I didn't want to, I didn't want to touch Soldier in Mass Effect Two. There was so much more, to, so much better things to do in Mass Effect Two than be a soldier. So um, I don't want to be tied down into that. Uh, but, uh, I've been playing Skylanders. Uh, you know, and it's a childish game, but it gives me something to collect, and it's very relaxing, except for the collection aspect of it, because I've been. Uh, fighting the eBay scalpers this entire time. But my uh, girlfriend also really likes playing the game, and she gets on me because I haven't uh, reviewed her Skylanders. Uh, and she she picks she picks her Skylanders like how I pick uh, sports teams by by their look, their mascots. Yeah. Yeah. So hers are not based on stat choices at all. <laughs> But is it really that much? Is it really that childish as a game? Like the stats actually mean something. So I mean, it's it could it can't it doesn't have the possibility to be a serious RPG. It 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 could potentially if you know it they they would not have to uh, change a whole lot of it to make it a serious RPG. You know, maybe increase the level cap would be the first thing I would do because you know it's granted it's not for the mature RPG player. It's your level cap's only 10. Yeah. So, I mean... Do you, do you think, uh, with the announcement of Skylander Giants, do you think Activision is going to drive this franchise into the ground? Like, there'll just be so many Skylanders that it's essentially just lost its its nostalgia, or it's, you know... Well, I, th- I think since this is a, a near-fresh reboot of Spyro, yeah. it won't be really driven into the ground to the point where people won't want to play it. Plus the the scarcity aspect, which has been in large part manufactured by, uh, you know, the the scalpers, yeah. um, 
has added to that sort of desirability, which also may be a word I just invented. I, I like that word. Well, I, I went to I went to Toys R Us, and uh, you know I talked to you on the phone. I I couldn't find really those rare ones, so I was like, oh, let's go check my local Target, and there were zero, yeah. none, zilch. So. And and that seems to be what we're running into. And you know, I look on the the Skylanders uh, Facebook page, and that's what most people are complaining about because you know the Facebook page is like, hey, don't forget, we're sending out more Skylanders this week to your local Toys R Us. And it's like, well, that's great and all, except you guys don't let us pre-order them for one. They're not available on the Activision website, which is idiotic to me at this point why i can't purchase a physical item from their store uh you know that's not a disc yeah given that this is you know 2012 uh and you can't pre-order them from any of the retailers because the the pre-orders only apply uh when a game has not been released and since the entire game is out the figures even though they're not out yet cannot be pre-ordered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this Mass Effect 3 demo, and I, I know you hate uh, referencing Halo, but it really makes me think Halo, just given the, the sort of apocalyptic feel that I have. I'm standing in the middle of whatever, I don't know if I'm on Earth or not, because uh, I haven't been really paying attention, but there's just all these sovereign-esque uh, squid ships just planting themselves all over what I'm going to call Earth, and you really yeah. get the feeling like it's almost new Mombasa, and and you're sitting there watching the uh, the Covenant spread over the horizon. You you could talk Halo talk all day, and I have no, I have no clue what you're talking about. I refuse to play any of the Halos. I I, I uh, played the first one, the most overrated game I have ever played in my life, and they just continued making them. And uh, I, I can't say well, it's like, it's the bro aspect because it is a it's a very simplistic shooter, which is yep. why it was one of the first chosen for the Xbox. There's not and it's not to say that first person shooters are for brainiacs on any level, but yeah. it's it's one of those things where, you know, make it simple, make it fun. And, and you, it, it was a party game for a while because, you know, it's. It's got that link aspect, you know, Xbox multiplayer was new. Uh, you know, so everybody and their mom had an Xbox and we're all playing Halo and, and having fun on a Friday night. And that evolved with Xbox Live uh, in many positive as well as negative ways uh, because anonymity uh, is a license for idiocy. It would yeah, I don't even. That's a whole podcast in its own where we could flip and debate about that. And but uh, anybody uh, send any questions before we before we finish up the podcast? Uh, no, I don't have any right now. So hopefully we'll we'll get some during the next uh, okay. taping. But that's yeah. all right. No one was expecting it. So no. And I think we'll give you know a better heads up. This one, this podcast will probably be um, well. Today is Tuesday the fourteenth. But uh, it'll probably be aired sometime next week, and uh, so next uh, next month our plan is to have these podcasts out uh, once a month to begin with. So uh, the next podcast, Mass Effect Three, will have been out. Um, probably some more news on upcoming games. You know, I think next time I, will, I want to talk a little bit more about uh, 
Lollipop Chainsaw. I want to learn a little more about Lollipop Chainsaw. I'm playing uh, Shadow of the Damned right now. That's uh, directed by Suda51, who I can see is a great director. You know, it's very Resident Evil-esque, but also I can see, you know, how Lollipop Chainsaw may be after being done with uh, Suda51. And uh, we didn't have a chance to. We talked a lot about Mass Effect 3. I didn't get to talk about Never Dead, but you guys can see the review of Never Dead on uh, nerdfarmblog.com. There's also a few other uh, reviews on there. And uh, anything else, uh, Nick, before we, well, we close? Well, I, I got the 40-minute uh, gameplay live stream that I was talking about earlier, and I'm going to go ahead and throw that up on the website for everybody okay. to, to check out. But um, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, if you guys want to hear us talk more, I'm sure that we could record uh, more uh during a month, maybe maybe turn it into a, a weekly sort of podcast. Hopefully, if you guys decide you want to listen to us, um, yeah. but, you know, just feel free to let us know whatever it is you're thinking of playing. You know, we'll we'll check it out for you. You know, we'll even drop back a few years, however many years you want us to go, to let you know what's worth playing in the wide wide world of games. Yeah, I'm even actually very interested in uh, getting us a little replay steam uh, stream going on but uh nick i, I think i think uh, i want to think of a cool sign out i mean chris hardwick on his podcast has enjoy your burrito you know kevin smith has one at the the smodcast and unfortunately you know i, I haven't listened to smodcast in a couple weeks the, what's kevin smith's uh, sign oh, you know see now you're now you're forcing me to remember stuff i don't see, you know i don't even think they they have a sign off i think they're just you know because the, the most all their podcasts are live so they just are like all right. I'll see you next time. Thanks. Well, I can't. You know, I, I I honestly cannot think of anything to sign off with. I would like to sign off because um, we do not have an outro. We've got the intro, but we don't have the outro music. But uh, so, and well, feel I, free. I guess uh, maybe just you know because it's in recent memory, just uh, stay classy. <laughs> yeah, th- dude. I was I was honestly going with stay classy. So. Well, but, you know, uh, and it, it works for right now. It's, you know, what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah, but, well, I guess we, we could, uh, you know, the, I don't think the kiddies are going to be listening to this. It could be like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, maybe I can convince my mom to listen up to that point. Well, I need you to stop listening at 37 minutes and 26 seconds, and then after that you can stop listening. It's like, well, you guys, I don't really know what you're talking about, but, you know, I, I listened to the entire thing, and I've never heard such harsh language. Well, I told you to stop, mother. Yeah, that was that was a good that was a good uh, voice to your mom. I know. Yeah, I sound just like her, and I grow out my hair, and then I look just like her. Ooh, she's a very very handsome woman <laughs> who is but, never uh, sending me a birthday card again at this point. Yeah, I just got Valentine's money. It's all gone. Yeah, but um, oh yeah, next time oh, I wanted to talk about uh, oh, so much stuff we want to talk about, but if we're going on thirty-eight minutes, we're drawing it thin here. Well, but, I uh, mean, if we get if we get recording time and we're not restricted, whatever, I will I, sit here and talk till people decide they don't want to listen to us anymore. I will talk about it next time. I want to talk about Minecraft on my Android phone. Oh, it, it is gnarly. I am so dumb. I can't make. I can barely make a. Basic house. It's, it's Legos, man. I can I can solve Minecraft in five seconds. It's Legos. It's no. 2012. Why are we playing Legos 
on the Xbox, on the Android, on the computer. Oh, it's it, Legos. Oh, it's it's so great. Legos don't don't come out at night and hiss and come at you. Oh, it's it's flipping fantastic. But uh, in the sake of time and not boring the hell out of you guys, uh, you can see uh, you can read stuff from me and Nick. I'm Burke. That's Nick. And uh, stay classy.